Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlick and Polly Kim. Okay. <laughs> Nothing weird. All right, are we ready? Yes. Boink. Boink. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to you. Welcome to you. And welcome to everyone. And to you. Um, what's this? What are we doing? We're doing the Book Squad <laughs> podcast is what they tell me. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? I think that this is episode 40. Oh. Is it? Yeah. We're Lord finally coming Lord in for ourselves. Look who's oh, yeah, that's 40. <laughs> I should have would have had a t-shirt made. Yes. If I had known. For the podcast. Because mm-hmm. it's Could we get one made and only. get a picture? T- oh, yes, we could. could. We, can we just wear, can we just Photoshop it onto shirts and then have that be our picture for the podcast? You just killed the magic. For this episode. Beep. We're getting shirts. You've been deleted. <laughs> <laughs> this has been deleted. Uh, uh, all right. Well, welcome again, everybody, mm-hmm, to the to the Book Squad podcast, where today we'll be going, we're, do, we're doing our regular format today. We are. We're doing, again. I don't know. Again and again. Should we call it our regular format if we've got this just two regular be, formats? Well, but we're irregular with the other regular Wouldn't format, you I would say. think by episode 40 we'd have this worked out? No. That's why people keep tuning in, because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. You're going to get a good podcast, you're going to get not a one. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of... Part of our charm. charm. Yep, exactly. Okay, well, uh, this is one of those formats that we do yeah. where we are going to do uh, some bookish news, some, some two, two book men, men, and then she and then, said, uh-huh. she said. I'm interested to hear what we have to say. Yeah, about we're always today. interested in what we're going to say. We're always interested in what we're going to say. Good luck. Okay. okay. Um, so my, I just, I don't have a lot of bookish news. You um, entire page. That's an entire page of stuff. <laughs> it's like I'm a, not, I mean, gonna, it's landscape. I'm but gonna still. read the entire okay. page. Um, but you know, I I just I saw that there were a few book to movie adaptations going on that I thought folks would be interested. And in. these are all movies, not TV shows. These well, some are TV shows, oh, okay. some are movies. Well, maybe these are all movies. Page I to screen, like to lie. Page okay. to stage. That's what I meant. Um, scary stories to tell in the dark. If did you read that when you're? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that had the story with the girl with the um, ribbon around her neck. You know, mm, I think. It and did. I'm pretty sure that one has always stuck with me. Yeah. Or isn't that? Or is that the Bluebeard story? What? Huh? Oh, someone was just talking about this Bluebeard story. I thought that was the Bluebeard story. Wait, maybe it's in there. What? I don't know. What's what? I'm talking about, wait, there's a bunch of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Google. We're going <laughs> to look that up. So, um, yeah, that's that book is coming out. And I've been told that the trailer, which I have not watched yet, but that we I'm will, afraid to. We'll link it for you in, maybe we won't no, watch we it won't. first, but yeah. we'll link it for you in the show notes. Um, it's reminiscent of the Stephen Gamble his name yes uh, we looked that up here yeah we'll look that up too but his illustrations um so if that's what well we googled that out. and it was like that first image we saw was like mm-hmm. it was bad i don't like it creepy. i don't want to watch it i'm done okay <laughs> i don't i feel like i've mentioned this one where you go bernadette punch the mic Sorry. Where, <laughs> punch the mic <laughs> 
sounds like a is that in a rap song? Uh, yeah, it is now. I'm gonna verbally punch this <laughs> mic. Jesus. <laughs> Anywho's. Oh, where'd you go, Bernadette? Yeah, yeah. We but could how are they gonna that. do that? Because like it's so. From what I remember of the book, there's like multimedia ish. You know, like there's like stream of consciousness. Yeah, I don't know. This is gonna be weird. Let's see how it goes. Uh, Richard Linklater. 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 Yes. Uh, he's he's the director. So we'll see how that goes. The Goldfinch. Oh, the I think I did maybe we maybe we talked about that one. Oh, the so Art awesome. of Racing in the Rain. Mm. Um, the Woman in the Window. We have talked about that one. Ooh, that's gonna be interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. because. There's a lot of movie references in that one. Yeah. Who else? Oh, Doctor Sleep. The doc. The Stephen the King, Stephen King. Hmm. is coming. That one's coming out in November. Dune. What? They're redoing Dune. Redoing? They're redoing. <laughs> They're redoing Dune. <laughs> They're doing it again. Um. Okay, but this one is the one. Okay. Well, call- they redo everything. The Call of the Wild. I don't oh. know how. Okay, but they're doing. Here's two things that I'm super interested in. Little, they're redoing Little Women again. It's coming out Christmas Good Day. Lord. Who I don't know. I think I saw that um, Meryl Streep is going to be in it. Okay, I'll That's watch allowed. anything That's with allowed. Meryl Streep. Yes. So okay. back again. Mm-hmm. I still like the Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Sarandon one the Ugh, best. Except for the annoying one. Both annoying ones. Oh. The little girl and the one that dies. Both so annoying. Oh, you know, Claire Danes. Oh, Claire Danes has made a whole career on crying, and you. Yeah, you know just... what makes me uncomfortable? Crying. <laughs> so there you go. That well, sums I think that up. we're gonna talk about that later. Oh yeah, I know you're right. And then Just Mercy, um, which I'm the Brian Stevenson book. Oh, which okay. I don't know. It's interesting. They're gonna make that into a movie. I can't even picture what that is. That is about um, inc- mass incarceration, and I think it's specifically oh, it yes. I think oh. it's specifically about one person. I should know this because I've read like most of. Them. Well, we've read a lot of books. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having a moment. Um, so, anyways, keep your eyes peeled for those. That one comes out January 2020. So, oh okay. Gonna be so is everybody saying for a, for a long, long time? I want to get some eye drops. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> what is everybody talking if, when when it's twenty twenty? Everyone's gonna say a new vision or something like that, right? We're hindsight. all gonna make eye jokes. I hope so. No, not hindsight. Hindsight like a, is twenty twenty. Yes, I know. Well, <laughs> do you know? I did. did you ever know. used I to think that. it was eyesight is twenty twenty? Well, my eyesight was twenty twenty. Yeah. Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same thing to At me. At one point. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know what it is now. I don't think this is bookish news anymore. Um, <laughs> well, you read with your eyes and uh, or your ears. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Okay. Okay. Good night. All right. Fair. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's just do two book minimum where we feel more comfortable. Do we, though? Do we not? <laughs> You go uh, first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> so a book that I'm I just started reading that will come out uh, May 7th is The Farm by Joanne Ramos. And uh the cover of it is really pretty. It looks it's like these little pastel colors and it's like three nested little um what are those called? Like silhouettes of like mm-hmm. a pregnant belly. Yeah, it's a cool cover. Yeah, it's really neat. Um 
I like the way they did the layering. Anyway, so the cover helped me be like, oh, what's this? And um, it's going to be, or it is, because well, it's already written technically. So there's this extravagant, like, getaway thing for these women who are recruited to be surrogates for extremely wealthy, powerful, um, other extremely wealthy, wealthy, powerful women. Um, and so... You go, you get knocked up, you go to this retreat thing, um, they take really good care of you, but they also, like, take away your phone. You can't talk to your family uh -huh. for the whole time. Like, there's a lot of different rules um, because you're basically your body is being f farmed for um, somebody else. Uh, and it's talking already, like, I just, I started it recently and it's talking about, like, the mm -hmm. imbalance between the bodies who are buying the babies and the bodies who are growing the babies. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of women of color who are at the farm, right. um, a lot of like wealthy white women, but not all, just mostly a lot of wealthy, wealthy, wealthy women um, who are buying the babies. And so I think it's going to be some commentary on that. Um, it also, I don't know if it's going to get eerie or if it's going to get sad or what. Well, this does mm -hmm. say heartbreaking, suspenseful, and provocative. So it looks all, like it's going to get eerie and all heartbreaking. Of the above. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, but it focuses on one specific mother and the and the other mothers that she meets there. Um, and so the writing has been pretty good lately, uh, or lately so far. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the writing has been pretty good so far. Um, I'm hopeful. We'll see if okay. I finish it. I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Thank you. I had some deja vu. I feel like we've had this conversation that about one? this book. We mentioned it. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. So that's a double mention. Dub mention. So <laughs> that's a thing now. So uh, hopefully it's good, or else everybody's gonna be mad yeah, at us. Yeah, that we dub mentioned it. <laughs> I verbed it already. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So my next one, I haven't even opened. Uh, so far, so good here. Um, so this one. Okay. Oh, so I took one of those. Um, I was looking at one of those. It was like, oh, man, what was it? It was like BuzzFeed or it was like um, Girl Boss or something. Some awesome, maybe it was Book Riot, whatever. Uh, anyway, it was one of those things where it's like, what you should read this month that's coming out based on your astrological sign mm -hmm. or whatever, or like the mm -hmm. best book this year based on your astrological sign. And Queenie uh, by Candace Cardi Williams uh, was on uh, was for Scorpio, so this is for both of us. This um, cover, the cover is amazing. Yeah, gorge. Yes, it's like the perfect orange. Um, yes, her hair is in this like this braided bun like and it, you don't see her face but you see like her like baby hairs and then you see like the braids and then it's all like woven into her the the, the text title. and stuff oh, yeah it's that's so cool so this is saying um it's bridget jones diary meets americana um mm. and so like they're calling Sold. it well and they're calling it like uh kirkus was like a black bridget jones and I get annoyed by that stuff. And so I was glad that like a few reviews down, it says they say Queenie is a black Bridget Jones meets Americana, but she stands in her own right. Nothing can and will compare. I can't articulate how completely and utterly blown away I am. Ooh, who said that? Uh, black Girls Book Club. Mm, um, nice. And they're, they're a really good one to follow. I can link to them. Bridget Jones is the white Queenie. Yeah. Um, and this says, so AJ Pierce, uh, who wrote Dead, Dear, Dead, Dear Mrs. Bird, who I, which I actually don't know, um, oh. said it's snort your tea out funny one moment and then utterly heartbreaking the next and with the best characters you've read all year. So, is this British? Um, 
They said snort your tea out. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, only British people wear, wear tea. And snort their tea out. In their faces. <laughs> um, you know what? Launched. She launched. Okay. Candace Cardi Williams is a senior marketing executive at Vintage. In 2006, she created and launched the Guardian and Fourth Estate BAME Short Story Prize. Um, oh, cool, which aims to find, champion, and celebrate underrepresented writers. Um, it looks like Queenie's Jamaican British family. Hey. Yeah. Look at you Look at me. putting together the clues with the tea and stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm actually I'm really excited. Uh, if all goes well, I will start reading that this this uh, weekend. But you know who knows? Who knows? There's like, there's much, mm. but I'm gonna hope to. Well, if you don't, if not, I'm just gonna really look at that cover <laughs> for a long time. Pass it's, it my way. It's seriously gorgeous. I would I would enjoy. Okay, it. I'll just read it out loud on the phone to you. All right, that's. Oh, could we do that sometime? I think we're close enough, but maybe. Mm, I, mean, I think we've already kind of intertwined our lives. Okay, sure. Maybe that that's at good. some point. Yeah, it seems like a you know when oh Harry I meant that Sally, we don't need when to they do... oh where they're when watching they it together and then he does the together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could just oh. we could just do our phone and then we could just be reading oh. and then at we the eventually fall in love <laughs> and then we hate each other <laughs> and then we love each other again <laughs> and then we have a cake with the sauce on the side. I'm just saying. I've seen that movie. I really want some cake right now. The sauce on the side. Uh, or anywhere. Anyway. Any sauce would be good right now. Exactly. So those are my two books. What's yours? My two books are um, The Hap... These are books... One book I've read, and uh, well, this will also be a deja vu moment because I have mm-hmm. talked about it before, but I don't care, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it again. Dub bitch. So... <laughs> Dub bitch. <laughs> well... All right. That's already jumped the shark. Okay. So (laughs) the happy pair, healthy, easy, delicious food to change your life. Mm. It's by David and Stephen. They twins. They're twins. They're adorable. They're Irish, right? Okay. Yes, they're Irish. Here's the thing. We're going to talk about this later because Mm -hmm. it'll probably be on our, we can't always be reading, Mm -hmm. but they were introduced to us through a show on Netflix. Mm Mm-hmm. That we will talk about later, uh-huh. um, and there's a there was a little section um, there from Greystones, which is in County Wicklow, Ireland, I believe, and I um, am kicking myself that I did not go to this little town and run into them because they're hot. There, oh. I'm not going to say that, but they are healthy. They ain't not hot. <laughs> they're not not attractive, but they are. But they're just sweet. yeah. They also just seem very they're just very sweet the sweetest and, silly and, and like love yes. life. Um, they are twins who started this business, I don't know, 15, 17 years ago or something like that. It said they don't, they don't seem that old, but it's probably because they're so healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, run a vegetarian slash vegan health food store. And that doesn't necessarily sound like my jam, but although I will say I'm trying to eat some more mm-hmm. vegetarian things yeah. more frequently just to save money and yeah you know the planet the planet whatever yeah so um they are they are uh, they get up every morning you should follow them on instagram i like balls in the morning the happy pair and mm-hmm. it's p-e-a-r mm-hmm. yeah um but they get up super early in the morning every single morning and they go out to the to the coastline, mm. to the shore, and Ooh. they get in the water, Ooh. which even in Ugh, so like cold. July is, is cold. cold. Yeah. It's the Atlantic. Yeah, sure. No, don't 
I believe it's cold anyway. It always seems cold. But they get in the water and swim every single morning. It's this like joyous sort of celebration they do every morning. You just got goosebumps. Just you did. I saw you. I saw you shiver from over here. <laughs> And they get in, they like wake themselves up, people join them. Sometimes they have a bunch of people join them. Sometimes it's just a couple of people. They dry mm-hmm. off, they go back and then, and then they offer a free bowl of porridge. Perch. Perch. <laughs> they offer a free bowl with delicious, delicious things in it to oh, everybody. That's really, and it's really free. Sweet. And I remember that from the show. Like they said, it was started as a thing. They would just give free. How big of a little village is it? they still do. It, yeah, well, no village is very big in Ireland anywhere. No, but um, that's really sweet. But I'm so sad that I didn't. Well, you got to go again. I know this we drove the reason through to go County again. Wicklow, but mm. we didn't. We didn't go there. So yeah, just, this next is time, actually, just hop out of the car. Sh- I can't even, on. Yeah, I'm. This is like running. my impetus to go back. Yep. Like I really, one of my now one of my bucket lists is to go back and visit the store. No, he doesn't. Just the store. Well, he knows that I want to go back. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Because who wouldn't? Right. I mean, I guess. I don't Nobody know. wouldn't. Nobody wouldn't. <laughs> Nobody would. So anyways. Uh, so what's the book about? <clears throat> the book is about um, vegetarian food, eating healthy, making changes. I mean, I, I get the sense just from there. I haven't not had a chance to read it yet. I just got it yesterday. Um, well, they have three books out. They have one like the Irish Times best cookbook, hmm. stuff like that. I mean, they're. They're biggish. They're in stores. Like mm-hmm. their their products are in stores now. So um, they travel around giving talks around Ireland. Do they go places in the other places? I don't know. I guess I'll find out. Because you can't take a day off. No, you can't. I'm, but I'm watching them. They do a lot of handstands too. Oh, they do. God, this just reminds me of some people. I know, um, but it it. It's it's. I'm just really excited to read it. It's just joyful. Just jump out of the car, do a handstand. It's just joyful, and I will say the recipes actually look really, really good. Like they, I bet they I look bet. really flavorful and like stuff that I would totally eat. I like food that punches you in the mouth, mm. like sour like and yeah. Except for the horseradish pickles that I tried. I know, but yes, yeah. Okay, so you do like yeah, I just like, like complex really, flavors, really yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pow, sour, like. Vinegary, umami, umami. I like that. I yeah. also like sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. That's true too. Like so, um, anyways, cool. We've got it now at the library. We didn't have all of their books, but we have them now. And Good work. once I'm done reading them, you can check them out. So, <laughs> yeah, them I, I already so that noticed can't renew that it. there's another hold on yep. on this one. So, I this might be one that I buy. And I think that we've talked about this too. Like, so my son's girlfriend. Is vegan, mm-hmm. and I just really would love to be able to have super delicious things yeah. when she comes over. And not just like an avocado here. Yes, I don't want it to be like we're eating our meal, and then here's, here's a bowl of lettuce. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got you some lentils. Yes, you know exactly. what I mean? I want to, you know, I want it, I want to have like something that we all enjoy together yeah. and um, something that's like complex yeah. flavors. And, and we, and we cook vegan stuff for her, but I just feel like we could be doing a better job. Like mm-hmm. we could be making more interesting things. So, cool. So the happy pair will help me do that. Yes, they will. And the second book is, um, wait, you're a badass. Oh yeah, <laughs> I am. Yes, you're right. You're a badass by Jensen Jensenchero, um, which I listened to a long time ago. I feel like when I, we first I, started the podcast, I feel like I think. it might have been the first podcast. <gasps> Was it? Maybe or real close to or real it. Real close to it. 
because I listened to it, and mm-hmm. then that's and then when I decided. Yeah, and that's when I decided to buy this house. Be a badass. And I mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and so we've been right by. Mm-hmm. And I bought the house. Yeah. So now I'm like, you know Thanks, what? Thanks, Jen. That that book really helped me to clarify some things I wanted, mm-hmm. and I would like to go to that place again mm-hmm. in my mind. So I'm listening to it while I am riding bikes in the morning. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Actually makes that hour I go by. Bet. I bet. I bet because she's like, you're best. And you're like, mm-hmm. yes, I am. Pedal, 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 pedal. Yeah. Stand up and pedal. Stand up and pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and pedal. I don't know what you do with the gym. <laughs> Ooh, not that. I you don't, don't do a stand up and pedal? I don't take the spin class. I should try you it, You could though. just stand up. I could just fight. Yeah, usually, like if I, if I, I'm if just I gonna stand up right now. Well, you have to stand up when when gets, you're pedaling. When it gets like, really, rrr, rrr, yeah, rrr, like, yeah. I used to it, actually ride bikes up hills. Yeah, like so, I've done it in real life. It's right. Just been so like when 30, when your years. incline gets really high, like you do need to stand yeah, up do. just to push it down. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that super often. God, I just had a flashback of me doing that in like tenth grade up this hill that's like as steep as your driveway, like this wow. awful hill. I must have had. Real good, strong legs as a mm-hmm. child, and then they fell off. You probably just they fell everything off. but the bones just <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, well, so that's, that's cool. It. So, did you start reading that after you finished, or was it while you were reading our "She Said She Said" book? Yeah. So now I'm like actually doing both of them. Because there are two that go together in an interesting. Like they they're, they're do. They overlap. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to talk about. Um, but we did. So, yeah, so, I mean, I finished this one, obviously, talk about today, and I'm still listening to You Are a Badass. Well, shallst, we just jump in to... We shallst. All right. So, for She Said, She Said, uh, we are, we are, well, I just spaced out a second, sorry. <laughs> we just Because I'm making flappy hand know, movements at you, sorry. Um, so, we're discussing... Uh, I'm just turning the book over in my hands like it's going to do something for me. Uh, <laughs> Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle Melton. Or is Glennon Doyle now? Or yeah. Glennon Doyle Womper. Yeah. I don't – I'm not – I think she just goes by Glennon Doyle now. Yeah. But Glennon Doyle Melton go by, is, the, is the name this book is, is under. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. So here's the thingy. Uh, yeah. This book came out in 2016. That must have been about when you read it the first time, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't too long after it came out. Because it was we, Oprah, one of Oprah's book club picks. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. And so, like, the library had, like, a bunch of copies of it after the holds was kind of calmed down. And um, this was before I found patron saint of weirdos, uh, Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. So this was before mm-hmm. I thought feelings were valid, um, when I thought <laughs> that, like, emotions and everything was just... A load of turds. Hooey. Hooey. It was before I got a dog. It was before a lot of feelings started for me. Um, it's back in my robot days. But so you were like, you should read this. And I was like, feelings grow away. Gross. Gross. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that my therapist also recommended it. And I was like, still no. So so we got it in a book club bag. We compiled all the extra copies. and Yeah, because I was like, this needs to be a book club bag. Right. And I just ignored everything. Like when I would put the bag out, I'd be like, enjoy your book, everybody. Have a good time. And I was like, I'm never going to read this. And so I don't know. I've I've grown up a bit in the past few years. And so what was it that you – 
What was it that did you start rereading this again like a week ago? Or um, I, you know what it was is mm-hmm. we were looking at at book club bag stats, mm-hmm. and we were and we were like, why hasn't this one been checking out? I right. think that's what we were doing. Like, we and I was like, to, we need to promote it some <laughs> yes. more because because we were looking for bags to buy, uh-huh. and this one kept showing up. Yeah, on, like, and we're like, oh, we already have a book club list. Yeah. Yes. So, um, just FYI, book my book personal book club who probably mm-hmm. doesn't listen to the podcast, but if you do, I'm going to recommend that we Good. read this one well, just at some point get it. in the future. I don't even think they need to. Um, I know. I'm like, get it. So this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. So you would have listened to the podcast. We don't know. <laughs> Here's your warning right now. Shouldn't should have known. Uh, so yes, and since I love Brene so, yeah. Brown, and, that, yeah, and you are more open to it. Yes, I said, like let's take a look at this. Well, one. but then also though, okay. So then also, this is the journey. We already we did say what the book was called. Thank God. Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> we did it this time. This was the, but then the next journey was you were looking up Glenn and Doyle, and I know nothing about it because I just I just I just spaced out whenever you were talking mm-hmm. about it last time, and uh, and then I was like, ooh, who's that? Who's that hot lady? Uh, and you were like, oh, that's Abby Wambach. That's her wife. And I was like, what? I thought this book was – I didn't – I mm-hmm. – what? And I also just am not good at celebrities and stuff, knowing right. things. But you were you were like, yeah, so this book is sort of about um, her marriage f- to uh, her Craig. husband, yeah, mm-hmm. falling apart. And I was like, sweet. That sounds great. Um <laughs> <laughs> but all right but really yeah all right uh but you were like um but it's really just about her finding herself mm-hmm. and and i know that that's such a s- cheesy phrase but it really was okay it was like her meeting herself really yeah like re reintroducing mm-hmm. to herself mm-hmm. um so i was so like okay what, yeah i just wanted it. to say um like and you might People might know Glennon Doyle from Momastery, which was her blog. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit part of the confused. Like she talks about that she's writing in here, but you don't realize that she's writing like this hugely yeah. popular mom blog. Well, I and I didn't really it. realize until it was in the acknowledgments. Mm-hmm. Um, what it was called, yeah. So you, you, you're you not entirely sure when you're reading this. But, yeah, she had this really popular, popular blog and was doing, mm-hmm. you know, Which she put together, like, at, while she was breaking down? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, at some point, she, yes, at some point, like, she does that Facebook post uh-huh. that goes really viral. Yeah. And then she's like, her sister says... You need to write. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyways, we're getting to the middle of the story instead of starting at the beginning. Uh, Well, that's interesting because that's how she kind of starts the book. Yeah. She's like, where do I start? Do I start when we get married or do I start before? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. life's messy, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you want to talk? Yeah. Okay. I want to talk. Good. I have things to say. All right. So I think when I read this book. So this book is a, to me, it's a memoir mm-hmm. slash self-help book. Mm-hmm. Please don't run away when I right. say self-help. Yeah. And I, as the queen of running away. Please. Yes. Because I. You should try it. Yes. So I, I read it and I think her, like her writing style just roped me. Oh, it's in. so conversational. It was, it's conversational, but in a but really smart. Yeah, maybe way. Yes, she's the way she phrases things and says things are just so like 
exacting <gasps> and yeah. like, boink, they just yep. hit you. They just hit, I mean, I just feel like she's tells like the, tr- the capital T truth mm-hmm. about things that we know or feel or wonder about or are scared about or, mm-hmm. but you know that you don't talk about those things out it's, loud yeah. with people it's, in some way. She's like one of those people who um, I'm so glad she found writing because clearly it's her calling or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like a... But um, I... So I loved that part of the book. I've... The the book is about her... Um, she started having an eating disorder at the age of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, she started using alcohol and sex and, and sex to mm-hmm. numb everything around i don't know 15 or mm-hmm. so and spiraled into like true full-blown addiction yeah. with alcohol mm-hmm. um that she doesn't come out of until she finally has to mm-hmm. because she she's pregnant yeah she's she decides to have a baby mm-hmm. that um, was a surprise baby. And like that's sort of the start of her journey to mm-hmm. um, take off. Like the the thing that I that was spoke to me so much about this and she says it a lot of different ways and talks about it a lot of different ways is that like she felt for her whole life that she was sending her representative mm-hmm, mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, never her true self. Right. And her representative the was the one who like had the platinum hair and would wear like the like you know, stiletto. She heels was very presented as very like Barbie. The perfect mm-hmm. I you know, quote unquote perfect right. woman. While feeling like she didn't fit in anywhere. Right. Which is now it makes me sad when I drive by. Yeah. Sorority houses. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it was very like she does. She talks. She has a talks quite a bit about her experiences in high school and college mm-hmm. and that, um, you know, she felt like the perfect place for her to to just run to ground and not be to be perfect and not be seen all at the yes. same time was a sorority house. yes yeah um, and because in that culture right uh-huh. in the culture of of you know everybody there was binge, like you didn't have to be private about mm-hmm. your eating disorder because yeah. everyone had an eating oh. disorder i mean yeah. that was like i'm sure that's not the case in every single sorority no. but it was that was a shocking piece of information they were like, to me they're like if you're barf just flush it like yeah. you know so it wasn't even like yeah do you need help no like, no nobody like yeah, everybody's no one, you don't need help because you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, so it, that, I think that is what, when I first read that, it was just, when I first read the book, it was just her such raw and honest sort of mm-hmm. truth telling about where she was, even though like that is not my life experience. It, there were some pieces in it yeah. that I under, like that I understood as a woman mm-hmm. growing up as a woman. Yeah. Um, that that I was just lucky that I right this, that the same feeling she was having and I was having didn't take me down 
right the road that she went down and her parents were so loving or are still but yeah yeah, her parents and sister are so loving um i can't remember there was a line in here and i wanted to write it down but i was like i wish like i wish that i had had a miserable childhood or i wish something terrible had happened because that would explain why i am am. Uh yeah um well and she has this really so before she kind of launches into the story and to kind of introduce it she talks about how she was talking with her daughter um and her daughter like feels like she's bigger than all other girls and her mm. daughter's like you know 8 or 10 yeah, or whatever something, something like that young, something teeny 6 or something yeah um and sh- so she says uh for for women um we pay attention. We know what the world wants from us. We know that we must decide whether to stay small, quiet, and uncomplicated or allow ourselves to grow as big, loud, and complex as we were meant to be. Every girl must decide whether to be true to herself or true to the world. Every girl must decide whether to settle for adoration or fight for love. So that's how I feel like the, and that, I want to say like, like, I mean, not, hashtag not all women probably, but like, I, like <laughs> I don't know any women personally who don't feel that to some extent, whether or not mm-hmm. they act on it, mm-hmm. you know, or whether or not like they're counteracted with those messages from school or from, right. from family. But it is, am I going to be a lady or am I going to be fully human? Do I trust the unfolding and continue to grow or do I shut all of this down so I fit mm-hmm. um, in whatever way that means for you? Right. Because I think, you know, there are a lot of people who like when they're listening to that list, they're like, of course I'm going to be a lady. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it's not yeah. a question for them. They really... Yeah, I want to be small. I they want to really be... Do, yeah, they're, well, the, the, it, like to them, it, I mean, I, I just... I'm I'm reminiscing about a couple days ago, there was a, a post in a group I'm in and somebody was excited about thigh gap and all of these people, which is apparently that you can Wait, see like, the light through... Yes, yes that no, your thighs don't gap. touch each other. And... Um, and all these people were like, "Congratulations! That's so exciting!" Oh my god, they were excited. That they, they were hit excited that? Oh, for this person. Oh, that's really hard. And I just, and the person even was trying to sort of back themselves away and say, "You that's know, I know this triggering. isn't. I know this isn't like. Um, I know this doesn't mean anything about whatever or something." But and uh-huh. then and everybody was like, "Yay!" And I was just like, Ooh, "That's a very overwhelming." Thing you know, to read. I. I mean, even when I was super tiny, when I was a teenager, early young adult or whatever, I don't, well, like, I actually don't recall whether or not that was a shape that my body had uh-huh. because it wasn't yet a thing. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That, I mean, there are other things that I knew were things I was supposed to aspire to that yeah. I, c- I could recall with clarity yeah, now the phrases, yeah. how I was supposed to look. But that particular thing That's was not that... yet a thing. Exactly. Hadn't been invented yet in the late 80s, uh-huh. I don't believe. I hadn't, uh-huh. To know that that was a thing I should be aspiring right. to. And, and to now see that's all a phrase of these, that, yeah, yes. to see all of these young women, probably millennial age, mm-hmm. to that that is a thing they know. And and I was just like, you know, I I will aspire to thigh gap the day I see any man be excited to have thigh gap. Like that's a thing. <laughs> but you yeah. know, maybe we will. Maybe I'll consider it then. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, and all, yeah, I. Yes, exactly. And like now the phrase hourglass figure, well, maybe now, but like for a time, especially when thigh grabs reigned, I guess, uh, hourglass figure was not 
a phrase that you aspired to, but mm-hmm. at a time it was. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, there's like these marketing phrases. Yeah. That um, you, I mean, and it just aren't going to be attainable for for certain bodies no matter what. Yeah. I mean, you're just, that's just the thing is like that you, you, you can, you cannot hammer your body. No, into it's the, like, I really want flappy earlobes, you know, and if I have connected earlobes, we learned about this in, in what's that called? School. Where <laughs> the genetics thing where like you had to see if like your earlobes mm-hmm. connected or if they didn't. And it's like having everybody aspire to have their earlobes connected when mm-hmm. literally your genes make it so that you're right. Yeah. If we decided that yeah, earlobe that, that flappy earlobes were that was the thing. The thing. I don't know. Maybe they are. I mean, Who they're... knows? There's something for everything. It seems yeah. like I also learned about something called hip dip, which is a thing what's where um, I don't. I feel like this is. I know. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know, know if I, I want to go into this. talk about this. Yeah. But it's just a. It's a thing that I didn't. I don't know. Oh, it's just, I don't want to. There's can't. just. I, can't, well, I. I mean. Yeah. Let's get and, to like the good parts. Let's get to the good. Parts. Yes. I'm having um, feelings. Right yes. Now. Me too. So okay. But oh, I unplugged myself. Again. <laughs> I hate everything right now. So aside from. Um, body size though it's also about being small and not letting your desires be heard Mm -hmm. as far as your personality like you don't want to have a loud body you don't want to have a loud personality and so there was one thing that i don't know if you remember but when craig her husband and this is when they were the hugging um no but (laughs) oh but yeah no uh this is before she finds out she's pregnant and so she's still very young Mm -hmm. um but she asks him what he likes about her and he says you're exciting and you aren't needy you make me feel like all you care about is me i feel good when i'm around you and she said he means this kindly but it knocks the wind out of me um because but like if someone especially in my early 20s if someone said that you know like i feel good when i'm around you like you make me feel good you Mm -hmm. make me feel cared for i would be like oh good that's what you know like so you need me yeah you need me but she is like um, she said, she wanted to say, I know I make you feel good because I'm an expert at that. But when you look at me, do you see me as anything more than a mirror? Do you see anything here you like? I want you to notice something I'm good at other than making you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a lesson that I've only recently sort of. Yeah, that's, inter- I mean, to. I think that that's well, and I think that connects to something that she gets to in the book later that she talks about is that connecting Connecting her mind, body, mm-hmm. and spirit. Mm-hmm. So she said she thinks of herself as you know a, tr- a triangle, triangle, like mm-hmm. Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she, what she's realized is ever since she's been fifteen, she has big. She's been disconnected from her body. Mm-hmm. Like she, like the one of the themes in the book is that she never. She never, she never has healthy sex Enjoyable with anyone sex. ever. Mm-hmm. It's all she always leaves her body mm-hmm. in order to have the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she. Well, um, and if you're taught, I mean, honestly, that's probably a lot of people. If I yeah. mean, because in porn, you're. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she just she but she never feels connected to her body, mm-hmm. which, I, you know, and it's mm-hmm. all related. Her mm-hmm. eating disorder is mm-hmm. related to that. Her addiction is related to that. So yeah. her body is a thing that is not. She doesn't, she's not integrated that with her mind and her soul. And mm-hmm. so, um, like that, so that whenever she's having an experience that she's not enjoying, it could be anything. It could mm-hmm. be being hugged yeah. by her husband. It could be whatever. She, 
checks out. She yeah, she checks out and she lets it continue to happen and and pantomimes mm. the things that she's mm-hmm. supposed to pantomime mm-hmm. in that scenario. Um, they're, you know, which of course is problematic because it never lets the other person know right. that what they're doing is, mm-hmm. is, is hurting this person. Like something we've all and, done. Right. And it is, I mean, it, it's definitely, um, which it's definitely a thing that I think there's that line between like, well, you know, I want, I don't want to be a person who's disrupts the social order, mm-hmm. you know, where if somebody, if somebody, you know, pats me on the back mm-hmm. and I hate it or sniffs, my hair. or sniffs your hair or calls you hun mm-hmm. or whatever. And you're trying to decide, like, do I say, yeah, I don't want to be called hun. Right. My name is Polly. It's easier or, to. Right. Or do I go along with it because the because their intention is not. Oh, one of my favorite parts, mm-hmm. though, is when she kind of snaps out of this and she is standing outside with her dog or something like that. And there's a truck, yes, um, like a garbage I truck of that. people who are, are, you know, collecting the garbage. And the one guy, like, from across the street, I'm guessing, like, mm-hmm. kind of looks up and down and then, like, looks at his fellow dude and then starts to, like, I could just pick, because he's, like, she's, like, he puts his fingers in his mouth to wolf whistle. And I'm just imagining it in slow motion happening, mm-hmm. you know. And then she says, no, don't do that at me. Yeah. And she points at him. Yes. Says no. Yeah. And he like looks her in the eyes for the right. first time and then drops his fingers and was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that and I thought that the way she wrote about that afterward, she was like, he saw me as a human. He's he he's him dropping his hands and stuff was him saying, like, I see the human and the mm-hmm. human in me sees the human in you. Right. And like I thought that that was a very much kinder way than I would have handled it. Right. Um, But it's what we need. Like I like that piece brought me back to the body is not an apology like that. That made me think about that, which is also about like connecting your mind and Mm -hmm. body and spirit Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and seeing the humanity in other people like not not seeing them as body parts, not seeing them, Mm -hmm. you know, but seeing the humanity in them. Mm -hmm. So when I like that, the I like that she was more kind in her analysis because mm-hmm. I may have walked away from that interaction not thinking right. that, you know. And, you know, I don't, you know, and she might say, like, if walking away from that interaction was what you needed to do to... Or to- I more mean, like, I think it's kind that she re- recognized the fact that he, once he saw the human mm-hmm. in her, instead of just thinking okay. he was still a pig. like Right, right. Because he... Nobody, he's been trained. nobody wants to, yeah. Right. That's the thing is that's nobody, what he's been trained right, exactly. to do. Like he's exactly. been trained the same way we've been trained. Exactly. Just like, it's like this puzzle piece, like you're just mm-hmm. training these two puzzle pieces that are just, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. And they fit together and like no one's happy. No one. Yeah. It's not working. No one's actually. And, the, and I think the thing for us is, you know, it's harder to, it's harder for us to have empathy for people who are not in an, a position mm-hmm. of a, of being oppressed. Mm-hmm. So like, it's harder to have empathy again, just for us, it's mm-hmm. harder to have empathy for men. It's harder to have empathy for white people mm-hmm. when they're in a position of oppression, but also this is exactly how we were raised. To that's why be. the, it's yeah, that's systemic. why the this, is a, this is how, is right, hurting this is everybody. how, yes, this mm-hmm. is how men, men are raised 
to be. Yeah. So not hashtag not all men. I mean, I know that. <laughs> I know. But, I know. But the but I think the men who men have to work at mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. becoming the the worst yeah. parts of themselves. I kind of wonder what that guy felt afterwards. As, afterward, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so can we talk about um, kind of? So she has like this. She's she breaks down after she gets some devastating marriage ruining news from her mm-hmm. husband, mm-hmm. Um, and realize like she hits like rock bottom there, mm-hmm. like different rock bottom from from the, the addiction. addiction. Yeah. Um, and she kind of I I saw myself in her so much where she was like, I'm, I want to control this. I want to know like oh. what. Should I'm gonna? Oh, I'm gonna stay with him. Oh no, I'm gonna leave him. And someone else is like, maybe you're just not supposed to know right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has this, she has this revelation where um, she talks about. First of all, I really like the way she talks about language. Like she talks about how crisis. It says crisis comes from the word meaning to sift. So you let all fall away, and you're left with what matters, which mm-hmm. I think is a very productive way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, it is because that's exactly what you attend to in a crisis. Yes, and, and that points out to you what matters. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have a crisis to. You don't want to have to have a crisis to make that happen. But but that is but crises a, are. It's a gift. She's right. well. I'm, it's crises are things that happen. Yes, and exactly. you can you can learn something from them. And then like the word disaster comes from. Um, without like without stars so it's so she said this will only be a disaster if i lose all awareness of light so i love i like yeah. i love word breakdowns that's a really good one but that, sh- that one was really meaningful to me is mm-hmm. that like yeah and she says um what she's like she said what i know it's what you don't know you're not supposed to know more will be revealed um just do the next right thing one one thing at a time mm-hmm. and i think that that just the way she talks about grief and letting things be and uncertainty are just so mm-hmm. applicable to anything anyone's. Yeah. I mean, that's how she, that was her response. I mean, when you go early in the book, when she's talking about her addiction, that was her response to addiction is it's not one day at a time for me. It's mm-hmm. one next right mm-hmm. action at like, a time. I will wake up and make breakfast. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, honestly, I think it, you're right. It, like that to me, that was like, that is something that could be helpful to everyone, mm-hmm. anyone, everywhere, all the time. Mm-hmm. Just do the next right thing. Right. No matter what it is you're trying to do. You're trying to eat, to eat healthier. Yeah. Right. Are you trying to yeah, not don't get procrastinate? By, yeah. Are you trying to like put exercise in your life? Are mm-hmm. you trying to declutter your home? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Because like, if you're in a place of like crisis, right. you can't think about like, oh, over the next year, I want to do this, this, and this. Right. It's more like after this, I'm going to be present with my kids or what, you know. Right. Some, just do the just next right thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going, yeah. yeah, I love that. So here's the thing that I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. that I thought that we should talk about. So this book, there's a lot of God talk mm-hmm. in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not a religious person. No. I am, but mm-hmm. not of the same faith. Right. Although I feel like she does a really good job of, there's a couple mentions. I mean, she's definitely, she's Christian, but there she are. Buddhism. Yeah. Several times. But there are mentions of, um, removing. Oh, I wrote, I, hold on. I marked this because this is my favorite thing. She has an experience where she sort of takes takes it back where she says, um, 
uh, oh, there she goes to this group. Mm. Oh, the church. And... The, the breathing group or whatever. Oh, yes. And she takes it. Oh, she said uh, they're doing some stuff. You know, they, they, the woman says, you know, there are many intuitions that don't want you to know that all you have to do to be with God is breathe because then everybody to quit jumping through their hoops. Mm-hmm. Breathing is free. You know, knowing is important. You have to be still to know. And she's like looking around and she said, I, I look over at the door and half expect a cop or a minister to bust in and break up our little underground ragamuffin uh, God group yes. before we have time to plan a coup, which I was like, you know, and the, she talks about how the person, you know, they refer to God a lot as source or spirit mm-hmm. because they, that's how they think about mm-hmm. it. Not as an, not as a he or yeah, entity exactly. or whatever. Right. So I thought like, if you were a person reading this book who, um, who, who you're not religious or you don't have a belief system or you think it's all completely hooey mm-hmm. or whatever, or you've been hurt by it, even, mm-hmm. you know, it's not even, it's not just that you don't, want it but no it's you've so you been actively read, yeah. harmed by mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um i think this is a i think this is a really nice read for for people because you can take from it what you need uh-huh. and if god is not your jam you can think about it as some as just a positive interconnected force yes. or interconnectedness or <sighs> right. whatever like it doesn't have to be i think you can can leave i mean it's it can be i i don't know i guess i'm thinking of people who for whom are like i just don't want to have anything to do with any god talk at all this could be a jarring thing and i know that that's a little more your oh perspective in high school i wore a god free shirt all the time right like while reading bernard whatever his name is why i'm not a christian like i was like (laughs) an angry yeah but um so her main interaction or like the first time she feels like a quote unquote saved is by Mary. And Mm, so like mm -hmm. this set the tone where I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm with you. Um, because so like her, uh, she's pregnant. Um, she's feeling alone. She's like, you know, just in her mind just has failed everything. And she goes to this church that her parents send her to after this like intervention. Mm -hmm. And she sees Mary and Mary's like, not all dolled up, um, is, you know, just looking sad, just holding her baby. Mm Tired. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I just gave birth to this and I'm a child, you know, like just is like so human. And she feels a connection and she feels accepted and loved and then the like minister the priest, priest comes yeah, out, yeah comes out and is like telling her like takes her away from the Mary image and like tells her what she needs to do or what what she yeah. needs to fix or whatever and she just realizes that like what she needs is already inside of her and and she's already like she's she knows who she needs to like follow or look up to mm-hmm. and it's not the church's mm-hmm. like man god it's yeah. more like she finds it in mary and i thought that that was beautiful um and i mean honestly the the big thing is i just have a problem with the with organized religion not necessarily right um and i think she does a really nice job of showing how some organized religion is just horrendous to yeah. people mm-hmm. whereas others i think she also points out that churches also have the opportunity and the choice to be 
progressive and right. loving and like mm-hmm. do the real right Jesus-y yeah. thing. And there's not there's not one right, Mm-mm. you know, I feel like she's speaking some capital T truths, but like I think she'd be the first person to say like there's not a capital T right. truth to be found in one particular place. Right. So like it's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, that yeah, is liked... what I appreciated. I did like the other thing that was interesting to me because it's not necessarily a concept in Judaism, but it is in Christianity is grace mm-hmm. or, and I like the way that she used that because she did talk about when she had that experience, um, you know, she said, uh, let's see. Let me find that quote. Well, I don't know if this, this she says, grace makes no disclaimer. Mm. It's true for all mm-hmm. or none. The price of grace for me is grace mm-hmm. for Craig, her husband. Um, but as soon as I consider grace for Craig, it starts filling my mind like I'm a pay- piggy bank and someone is making deposits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means, yeah, you, know, you have to forgive. Right. So if grace is true for you and it's true for Craig, it's true for them women that Mm -hmm. he's been seeing Mm -hmm. too. Um, And that's when I understand that grace is a beautiful, terrible thing. Yeah. That the price of love is high indeed. That for me, the price is this. I must stop pretending that I'm any different from Craig and those women. Right. My unforgiveness is just another easy button. Mm -hmm. We aren't different. We are exactly the same. I'm still struggling with that mm-hmm. one. Struggling. I got some struggles with that one. But I mean, I think she's completely correct. It is. I and mean, that's people, like, the... like if I apply it to my life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's the really hard thing? I that's mean, to me, thing. that's the hardest thing to keep a grasp on. Like I'll, I'll have it for a few days mm-hmm. and it'll feel really good. And then I'll start to question whether or not it's true or whether or not I'm just letting myself off the hook. Like that, like to me, that is the hardest thing about any kind of examination like this. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I struggle with, I love self-help books, but I also struggle with them because I, I don't, maybe I don't want to let myself off the hook. Mm -hmm. What it feels like is you're letting yourself off the hook. Mm -hmm. You're not holding yourself. That's what Brene Brown says about. You're not holding yourself accountable. Exactly. Right now, when and, really, or and, are we just right. harming everyone by right? And you, of course, like, oh, of course you're so gonna, s- of course you're gonna say that. Excuse me, anxiety. it's okay to do this, that, or the other thing because you just want to be let off the hook, mm-hmm. and so you're looking for anything mm-hmm. that's gonna not hold you accountable but, to be the best, right? To be perfect, right. to be like at the top. But of your can game. you really be the best overall if you are? Because if whatever standards you're holding yourself up to, you're also holding other people up to, as me who mm-hmm. of, of high standards. Um, and isn't that sort of causing some harm? It's causing harm to the other people. Yeah. It's causing harm to causing yourself. Harm to yourself. Because yeah. Because you don't. If you can't have grace or whatever concept you want to call mm-hmm. that, if you want it for yourself, you have to extend it to everyone. Right. Well, and also if you. You also, though, maybe as women, um, if you're going to extend it to everyone, you have to also extend it to yourself, which I think is also mm-hmm. hard. Yes. So that that's like the be your own best friend sort of right thing. So that's a, I mean, that's a tough concept. And she, like, this is, yeah. and I feel like this book is, it's definitely, you're just writing, a, you're writing mm-hmm. a lot of waves in this book where mm-hmm. she's down, 
she's back up again. She's down again. She's back it's up just again. It's life. It's so right. lifey. It's so lifey. But I guess that's what a memoir is. But she. But it's it. not linear. No. Uh, what I love is that it's, I mean, it's chronological in a lot of ways, but it's such a true memoir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say one thing was that when she talks about grief and being there for someone in their grief, like it reminded me of a friend who lost um, their adult child last oh, fall. And I, everything she was saying about this grief was reminding me of the like grace with which my friend got through this. Mm-hmm. Like just again, like the one, one next literal step at a time, right. you know, and thinking that like grief is the, is the receipt for love. That's like what, in that, yeah. Oh like, my God. I just like, that was hard. That was a hard read. Yeah. She says, we'll see if I cry. She yeah. says, um, yeah, grief is love's souvenir. It's our proof that we once loved. Um, grief is the receipt we wave in the air to this world. Look, I was loved once. I loved well. Here's my proof, and I paid the price. Woof. And and also the power of just sitting with someone while they... Right. Because you don't want to compare right. Not be their situation. Compa- she talks about being a comparer a or a fixer or, yeah, a, or a, a reporter. Yeah. Like in those situations where... Where you really could just sit and be a witness. To, right. To, it's, for oh, them. and yeah. And so she was like, what you have to do is um, that, like, you will straw butts. Where is it? Oh, no. I even underlined it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I will sit with my pain by letting my own heart break. And I will love others in pain by volunteering to let my heart break with them. That's just, it says, the courage to surrender comes from the knowledge, from knowing that that the love and pain will almost kill us, but not quite. Mm-hmm. So just being like yeah. giving yourself heartbreak yeah. willingly is so brave and difficult. Yeah. And she talks about um, what's Pema Chodron? Mm-hmm. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. The, about the hot loneliness, like letting yourself that we're all running away from our hot loneliness by trying to. Like numb it in some trying, way mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, whatever that it away or whatever yeah mm-hmm. and that if we could just learn to sit that's you know i mean obviously she's a buddhist you know if we could just yeah. learn to sit with our discomfort or For our, it was our like one, loneliness our sadness was it 1. 1.6 1. 6 seconds, seconds when all you could do yesterday was one second mm-hmm. like that's that you're making progress yeah. if you can just and that's i mean see that's where i'm like that uh, w- Apparently, I need the self-help book, or I just need to keep rereading the ones that mm-hmm. that impact me. Mm-hmm. And when I start to feel myself, yes, get cynical about things again, to go back and let yes. myself reread them. Yeah, because this, I would like to get that book. Yeah, Will Brene. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I just think wallpaper that, your house. Just with wall, wallpaper your house with this. It's uh, like it's a. I don't know. I mean, like I always feel like it's that a slippery slope from like true awareness to like doing going through the motions of awareness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like and you can usually tell if you feel uncomfortable (laughs) like (laughs) there were several times where i was just like i'm just gonna be hot lonely right now like when i was reading this book i was like i'm gonna say i'm feeling some feels Mm -hmm. i need to like right now i feel very uncomfortable actually like (laughs) like you just need to sit and and feel like Like you don't even know what you're sad about you're just sad and right sit with that for a minute and that's like i used to blame myself for not being able to do that 
but no one's taught. I mean, besides Buddhists, you know. But no, I mean, <laughs> no like, one except for this whole entire religion teaches you how to deal with oh, that. But, but like uh, these. No, I know. But, what you're but parents, parents are trying to like fix their mm-hmm. kids' pain. Yeah, you know. Oh, that, so it's not. It's and it's not out of a negative no. thing. It's like. Like that everything's com- fine. Right. That completely you know, we're fine. resonated with me. Oh, I bet. Like, yeah. What as a parent, you know, like you got to let them have their heart broken, which right. and you just, right. And make mistakes and do things like this is mm-hmm. a lesson now having adult children, like it, it comes back to you that, you know, where did I, where did I not let them have heartbreak or pain or whatever? And I'm not talking about me necessarily, mm-hmm. just but like, but it did resonate with me. Like, did I not give them enough opportunities to sit with their hot loneliness Oof. or to have pain or to have failure? But you don't want to so s- that, that they're you. stronger and mm-hmm. resilient and more able to go out in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's to me, this is the constant conundrum of parenting mm-hmm. is that, you know, you don't want your children to be in danger and you mm-hmm. don't want them to be hurt because... There's a line from which they can't come back from yeah. that. But where's the line? Yeah. And where's the, like, and it, the line is in a different place for every person. And protecting and, them from hurt. Right. All hurt is just. Your job is to protect them, but your job is to make them resilient and strong for later. And how in the. I don't have any heck idea. Do you know what that line is? I can't is? even do that with tubs. I know. Well, tubs. He's a special case, but I don't. But yeah, I don't. This is and like the hardest, yes. like the hardest, hardest thing. And is, she talks about like once her family sort of fell apart or what she saw or once the news was broken mm-hmm. that she wanted to be. And I think about on Love Actually where when um, uh, farts, Emma mm-hmm. Thompson's uh, husband uh-huh. who's dead now. Uh, when he Aww. gives her the Joni Mitchell CD and she's in yeah. there and she's crying and then she turns it off, you and know, goes out. and goes out and you think, what a brave thing to do. You have to do that all the time when you have kids. But you can't. she but also, also, though, she's like, then you're just taking away yeah, from them. Yeah. That, and like if they're real, sad. That moment of love where yeah. you could have all sat in that moment together and learned something. But who wants to do that? <laughs> I mean, Ooh. I just don't think that comes naturally to anybody. No, or how to do it? How to do it in a way that doesn't damage your kid? Yeah. So that your kid later is isn't like, my mom made me just a wit like made me a witness to all of her sadness all the time, and it messed me up. Like you have well, to be able to. Well, because it's not just a witness; it's like a yeah. You mm. have to talk it through. You do, and that's that's nerve wracking too. Is yeah. That feeling like you have to say it right or do the right thing right. or that one wrong conversation will scar them forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Well, and honestly, something else is going to scar them forever. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it's that. Not, I mean, you didn't do it. Everything it's, it's did like, it. All the things did it. But that's... But, but yeah, can, I can see where... It's like, getting real. Like, yeah. it's getting real with, you know... Your and, instinct is to, like... Yeah hover over them as a mother hen Mm -hmm. and the you know when you the part of the book like that she comes to where she talks about there's that realization that she's a warrior like Mm -hmm. she's a love warrior and Mm -hmm. that's what she is Mm -hmm. and and what that means is stripping everything down and becoming completely naked Mm -hmm. um instead of sending your Mm -hmm. right instead of sending your representative out into the world 
that you send yourself into the world. So, and it's like, like and to and to make that make that reality for her children. That right, she helps them to become love warriors. Well, and I think and that she says it really well that you are going to get hurt. Like that's you're going to get hurt no matter what because if you send out your representative, eventually you'll realize that no one mm -hmm. knows you and that hurts. But you are going to get hurt if you go love. Right, you might as well be true to yourself. Yeah. Right. Oh, I well, yeah. I mean, I need a lunch. Nobody gets out of this place alive. Nope. I need a good cry and a good margarita. <laughs> so you might as well just be. Might as well be who you are. Speaking of world. someone who is being who they are, uh -huh. because we're running out of time. We are, and can't always be reading and crying. <laughs> is Phil? Let's let's go out on Phil. Okay. All right. So. What's his last name? I'm Rosen totally blanking. I'm, I'm blanking. You talk. Okay. While I'll look it up. So Phil um, Blanc is uh, <laughs> the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. This is going to make sense in a minute, I swear. <laughs> uh, he's the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, and he wrote it sort of like he sort of modeled the parents after his own parents, his brother, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he made a gazillion, gazillion dollars, and apparently he also tried to make an Everybody Loves Raymond like in – Russia or something like that. Like he did. Yeah. They did yes, have one. Yes. But but he was like, this is such a Rosenthal. human. Okay. He, he was like, this is such a human thing that like this everybody loves Raymond could exist Raymond could exist in its own cultural extent to in every culture. So I just thought that was fascinating. Cause but anyway. So he makes a bazillion billion dollars and decides, since he loves food so much, to go travel around and he's met all these famous people in his in his time of being mm -hmm. rich. Uh, and he, he goes to different places and like just tries the most authentic non gringo, you know, like, right, you like, know, just the most authentic like cuisine right. that's like, show me all like the best cow places. utter, you yeah. know, and oh, did you I see that part? Seen oh, okay, that well, yeah, yet. he does. He sure does. <laughs> he sure or, does. or, you know, like he eats like ants on stuff and mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and so it's like, blah, blah, blah. We've seen travel eating shows. But the thing is, Phil is joy yeah he he wears his heart on on his face on his in his eyeballs it's just yes like if he eats something and he doesn't like it you'll know but but if he if he eats something he just he lights up and just mm -hmm. giggles and is just he's pure love like yeah. he loves people he loves food yeah he wants to know everything about everybody and it's just, just beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. So everybody, yeah, everyone, you told me about this. And so I was like, I'll watch it. I watched the Ireland episode mm -hmm, first mm -hmm. because I love Duh. Ireland and mm -hmm. want to go back. And then you saw and, the happy pair. And then that's, that's the show we saw and the they happy had their pair off. on. That just let's keep it clean. <laughs> they were clean. They had just gotten out of the they water. They did just get out of the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was, it, it was, I was just like, this show makes me happy. And so whenever... Mm -hmm. Like the it's kind of like Bob Ross for me, you or know, like, like Great British Baking Show. Yes, Great British Baking yes. Show. Bob Ross, Mister mm -hmm. Rogers, yes. and Everything Reading Rainbow. Feeds Phil. Yes. Reading Rainbow. Like if you need, if you're feeling like, oh yeah, should we say what it's called? Somebody feed Phil. Everyone <laughs> feeds Phil. No, because it's everyone loves Raymond, but it's somebody. Somebody feed Phil. No, is it? I promise. I told you everybody feeds Phil, and you found the correct one anyway. There are two. 
There are two of them. There's I'll have what Phil's having. Somebody feed Phil. That's yes, right. that's the one. Right. Somebody feed Phil. Yes. And I'll have what Phil's having. Because yeah, I guess which I he, haven't seen the I'll have what Phil's I guess he yet. tried to do it on another station and mm-hmm. it, and that the didn't Netflix go. It picked Netflix up. Netflix picked yeah. up. So there's so it's essentially the same show though, right? Yes. Okay. Um, but and he also what I also really like is that like he goes to, um, butts. He goes to Thailand. He goes to uh, Vietnam. He goes to uh, Mexico City. He goes, like, to all these different places, um, especially, like, the Vietnam one was especially nice because he he introduced it saying, I knew nothing about Vietnam. All I knew was the war mm-hmm. and stories from people and, you know, like, the things I saw on TV or whatever. Um, and he's like, we when we have kind of like Adichie says, like, if the, that's the danger of a single story. Mm-hmm. If all we see is this war-torn country or all we see is these monster people right. or whatever, you're going to miss everything. Yeah. And so he he does a, just an amazing, beautiful job of showing just that every people's is people's. Right. That's how. So the second episode I watched was the Tel Aviv episode. Yes. That because was, mm-hmm. I oh, God, yes. loved Tel Aviv yeah. when I was there. And I um, I have not been back to Israel in, I don't know. This makes me want to go 15 everywhere. 15 years. Yeah. And it was, it was incredible. And I loved it. And I had a great experience. And I, I thought it was incredible to me that we had this whole episode that just focused on like the joy love. Of, we love and, each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of living there and delicious food. And, yeah. And, and how food brings people together. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I mean, and I don't like, I don't, I don't think it ever comes across as like, everything's these, fine. Right, everything's fine. And these things aren't important. And I think, I it's, think that it's just an examination of there are good things mm-hmm. here too. Right. And I think, if we, we forget that, then right. you're bombing. Which I feel like this, like everything in is tying together with this. Mm-hmm. Like all this is this whole episode. You see people's people's is people's feel joyful, yeah. you guys, because there's there's so much not good things that mm-hmm. we just forget all the the really great. Well, things. there's these sweet guys who own this restaurant, and they had a what's it? Um, Arabs and Jews refuse to be enemies. Yeah, so these shirts mm-hmm. and. It was just, they've run this bakery together mm-hmm. for I don't remember did it was Forever. like a hundred years or something. Yeah. So and he's it, like, no, we get along here. I mean, yeah, you, th- yes, not everybody, and yeah, hashtag not everybody. Yeah. But uh, well, it's a good reminder too that governments aren't the people right. who live in the place, and the media is not the people, and the media is not the people who live Except in the place. Except for everybody, somebody feed Phil, then the media <laughs> does work. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah like yeah. the stories that are being sensationalized. I mean, this is for every everything everywhere. But the mm-hmm. stories are being sensationalized are the ones that are the drama and getting mm-hmm. you know people all riled up or right. whatever. And that's not every story. So let yourself. I mean, this kind of this reminds me of the Rebecca Solnit book too, Hope mm-hmm. in the Dark that we talked about. Like, it's good Hope to have both. a reminder every so often that it's okay to feel joyful even though the work isn't mm-hmm. done yet yes and it's, it's okay, okay to feel sorrow because it won't it'll it make won't. it won't right. kill you literally. it'll kill you it'll mm-hmm. kill well yeah i mean you might but probably won't but i mean it will if you don't ever have any joy yes like right. if that's the thing yeah. is you that... gotta be present with both right Oh, I feel goodness. We are just brilliant. Let's just let's send this off to the I feel like world. Yeah, send it off to the world. I feel like maybe two white ladies figured it out. 
Jeez. <laughs> Hashtag. Oh my god. Two white ladies figured it out. Gross. That's. Gross. I don't want. I don't want that to be true either. No, it's not. Is that we're we're drawing on everybody to, else? We're drawing on everybody else. I hope that. I hope that people know we're aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. We didn't. Yeah. That we're aware that we don't have it all figured Good out. Good lord. But nothing. We, we yeah, yeah, this podcast figured out. No. What's what's up in an hour and thirteen minutes? Yeah. Well, I think we're way. We gotta go. We gotta go. We just we gotta. We go. gotta go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happy reading. Happy reading. <laughs> That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Kinn and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. And this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library. <laughs>